LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. Well, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Danny Lafferty onto the show this week, playing for Sligo Rovers, left wing back, but a man who's played, geez, you've probably played all parts of the pitch at this stage of your career. Danny, um, I just want to ask you first about the most recent game against uh, Derry City. Disappointing, I suppose, to to get that equaliser and then to, to ultimately lose the game 2-1 on Friday, last Friday night. Yeah, uh, it was disappointing, obviously, to lose the game because um, I thought we put in unbelievable effort. Like uh, I know myself from playing there. Like it's not it's not an easy place to come up there to the brand new big pitch. That four G um, takes a little bit of getting used to, you know. Um, but uh, like I said, the, the boys put everything. Like, their bodies falling at the end. Their blocks, cr- blocking crosses, shots. Um, I mean, knew we were going to go up against it up there, um, knowing that the, all their kind of injury woes were kind of behind them there because they were all getting back fit for Europe this week. So uh, we knew it was, it was going to be a tough game. Um, but like you say, we were unlucky. Like I felt for 60, 65 minutes, there was nothing in the game. You know, we got a bit tired then towards. We knew knew they were going to come on strong at the end. They brought David. They had a ridiculously strong bench. You know, when you when you can bring on like the Will Patson, Patrick McElhenney, you know, to name to name a few, you know, you're going to be up against it in the last half an hour or so. So to to be well in the game, and we had our chances. Like we had our chances before uh, earlier in the game, uh, limited them to to a few chances. Um, but yeah, and then to save a penalty, I think, and hope okay, hopefully it's it's our night, and then to concede another one uh, so late in the game. That the last kick of the game, and you know, uh, it was about heart. It was about, it was, it was about the heartbreaking and hard to take. All right. Just a quick mention of your own goal, Danny. Very impressive. <laughs> um, listen, nobody likes to see a non-celebration celebration again from from a man playing against his <laughs> old club. Um, I have to, I have to say, it was great to see. Do you like having a bit of crack with that kind of thing? Just maybe wind up the away support. <laughs> Well, that's it. That's actually all it was. We were joking. Like, say, the manager um, was doing a bit of um, set pieces on the Thursday before the game on the Friday, and I stayed back a little bit to do a bit. And he was like, he was shouting to me, like, "Oh, will you celebrate tomorrow and all if uh, if you score and all?" I was like, "Right, I will," you know. <laughs> and uh, and then just I was like, I wasn't expecting to obviously score, but you know, <laughs> to score, and it was right in front of the that block K, the the kind of ultra home support, you know. So it kind of just made my way over there and. Wasn't so much a really passion. I just it was like you say, it was about a crack. Yeah. Um, and that now <laughs> their fans didn't see it that way. <laughs> and there was a few <laughs> a few things coming in the direction. I had a duck and weave there, like you know, and I haven't left the house since Friday. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was all about a crack. It was not. Everyone knows, and I think everyone, uh, all their their fans know. I'm obviously a great but Derry fan and that, like you know. But listen, you're playing for playing against them. You do as, you do as well as you can, you know. Uh, happened to score against them so you know just give it a little double fisted fist pump there you know just in front yeah. of them to wind them up but that was all it was Yeah I think we like to see it in the League of Ireland it's great to to, to help the atmosphere and that kind of thing yeah. just to, to ask you like as like you're playing as a, as a left back now you know you play left wing back I was even I was doing my research on you looking back at your days at Sheffield United I think you're playing even central midfield go back to, to those days as well like I, when you as you like you're still only what 31 now do you find it are you 31 am I right wrong 
You're, you're, shaving, you're shaving a couple of years off me there, but I'll take it anyway. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 I had you down 34, right? I know I look a lot younger looking. You do, like absolutely. You know, this is only going out as audio, but I can tell you folks there, uh, the man is looking sharp and looking very clean, fresh. Um, but like, how do you find yourself now adjusting to that getting a bit older and, and, and tempering your game or maybe changing your game as you get a bit older? Because I'm even thinking about you when you're playing for Shamrock Rovers as a wing back. You had a lot of pace. You're really able to, to get players down that line yeah listen I, I suppose you, the older you get almost um, the more professional you have to become you know you can't uh, you can't really come off it um, maybe like fair I feel I feel brilliant like I've, I've never been someone who's been injury prone or had injuries or niggles and also you know like I never miss a training session I train every day uh, always available you know uh, never not a person who likes to take take days off or oh I'm struggling a bit you know I might miss this or miss that session I like to always you know I think I like feeling my body kind of hurting or something in a sense you know to being on the training pitch every day um, yeah listen I know I'm, I'm not getting any younger and that's you know father time always catches up on you but um, I'm not I, I don't really think too much like you say I played wing back for a couple of years and people think oh that, that's that's hard going that all Shave a couple, shave a few years off you and that, like, and it doesn't. I don't know. I, I like to think myself as quite an intelligent footballer, you know. So, can maybe use my mind to do a bit more running for me than my legs. Um, the older I've gotten, um, but yeah, no, I just, like I said, I still feel, I still feel fast, still feel well. Uh, still, still plenty of life left in the old dog. It was as they would say. Um, yeah, like I said, been moved around a few positions in my time now as well. Like, yeah, your research is correct. Played a few games in centre mid. Um, got got the run around down there a few times as well. Yeah, um, and even this year, have had through our own injuries. You know, we've had a uh, played right side of centre back, left side of centre back, left side of the back three, left back. So yeah, played a role but keeper at the minute. Yeah, I was actually at Daly Mount Park when you you slotted in a centre back there. Um, yeah. against Bohemians and, and did really well um, that's something though I suppose that's it's been tough uh, for your manager John Russell to deal with because I know listen I know players and managers will always say look we're not going to look for excuses when results are going poorly but listen Sligo Rovers have been really really unlucky with injuries this season do you think if you get a fully fit squad you'll be able to start lifting yourselves up that table over the next few weeks well that's 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 the hope you know Um yeah, listen, it's well been well documented about the injury problems and all that's, that we've suffered this year. Um, you know, we're having to patch boys up and try to rush boys back and it's not worked some and things like that. But listen, we know ourselves that we've not been good enough on, on a number of occasions, you know. That's down to us. That's, you know, can't sit, like you said, we're not sitting here making excuses. It's We, we were the, the lads who were the white line on a Friday or Saturday night and, uh, you know, Picked up some poor results along the way, but like you say, we want to be now coming onto this last third or final stretch of the season. You want to be, you know, you want to start building up a bit of momentum, making a run for it. You know, Europe's not out of our reach, things like that. Uh, hopefully, get a good run in the cup. You know, uh, and start looking up instead of looking down. Now, you know, um, like I say, we have a massive game on Saturday. Massive, probably the biggest game of the season. You know, for us anyway. Um, you know, so that's an opportunity. We're obviously we haven't won back to back this year, which is disappointing. You know, so we haven't really, like you say, gathered that momentum. So that's that's the uh, that's the thought going forward is is uh, win on um, win on Saturday night and then you know kick on onto the cup and 
uh, and the rest of the season. Hopefully, we can only put some some positive results back to back and go on a little bit of a run. Yeah, hundred percent. I I I know. Obviously, John Russell. I actually spoke to him earlier in the season on, on the podcast, and he comes across to me as a very meticulous manager. Like there's no stone left unturned when it comes to planning for opposition. Have you enjoyed working under John since moving to Sligo Rovers? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you're, you're spot on. Like, he is, he's very meticulous. He leaves no stone unturned. All, um, you know, we're constantly getting sent individual clips, videos, you know, all the analysis stuff, um, pre-game and post-game and things like that. So, you know, everything, he's put all the things in place there to, to give us the best opportunity to succeed, you know. Um, and, like you say, he's, he's he's a great man too. You know, I mean, you can see, help you with anything. He's easy to speak to. You know, he's um, he's bubbly. He's great. He'll join in on training things like this. You know, so you know, it's it's it, it's it's been a very it's been very enjoyable working under him. You know, um, you know, the stuff that people don't see, obviously, uh, off the pitch, us as players, even the probably the hard work he puts in, and you know, watching players, watching games, recruiting, you know, doing your uh, whatever the analysis for the upcoming games, etc. You know, so um, almost you almost feel kind of guilty because of how the season's kind of went because you kind of want to do be doing better for them. Uh, and think so, like I say, some results haven't went their way. Um, but like you say, no one's we haven't done tools. We you know everyone everybody's got the backing of everybody. You know, everyone enjoys going to work and his training every day um, with smiles on their faces and. You know, he demands that too. Like, you know, what I mean, it's you're the best job in the world. Why wouldn't you come in? Yes, you can get emotional losing games and whatever else, but you come in and you get on with it. You do your work, put a smile on your face, and you know, you just keep going. Yeah, because I know there would have been talk before you got that win against Bohemians that perhaps John was under a bit of pressure going into that game. You win that game and it was a really impressive victory. I remember watching it um, the way you played that day. But then you go lose to Derry City. So do you feel maybe there is a bit of pressure on John coming into this game again and, you know, against a Cork City side that have been showing some good form over the last number of weeks? Possibly, but listen, that's not for me to say, you know. Um I hope not, obviously, uh, as a player, because um, like I said, we all thoroughly enjoy working under uh, under John. Um, but yeah, like I said, it, I think even like even though we lost on Friday, uh, kind of the similar style of the kind of same style that got us a result against Bohemians uh, the previous Saturday was there for sixty five minutes, and then we kind of ran the steam a little bit. You know, we played with high energy, we were brave. You know, we had. Uh, we we created chances. We weren't, you know, we weren't defending on our eighteen yard box for the whole game. Over, you know, we went and we were trying to be positive. And this is against obviously the Derry City team who are tipped to be challengers at the top, the top end of the table. You know, uh, we've got in those uh, resources and stuff. So, to you know, that kind of just shows that you know we you can mix it with anybody. Um, but like I said, to Saturday is a massive game. Um, and if, uh, we're fully confident that if we can replicate the last, the previous two kind of energy performances and you know the high intensity work that we've shown that uh, there should only be one outcome on Saturday but you know that being said um, we we have to implement that again you know so that's obviously what we'll be trying to do especially at home in front of our own fans again 
Yeah, and interesting you mentioned at home because the last game against Cork City at the showgrounds, it was a 2 2. Um, great to see for yourselves that you came back and got the draw out of that game, but you went 2 0 down. So, how important is the focus and concentration and getting off to a good start in this game on Saturday night? Yeah, yeah. I think that's in every game, every week, starting fast is a, is a, it's a thing you hear in the dressing rooms. Mum, we must start fast. And it's one of them kind of one of them cliched sayings, you know, before a game. But yeah, it, it, there's no truer words in a sense that you have to start fast in these games. Like in, the first goal can be crucial in these games. You know, it showed against when we were home against Derry City, clung on there, we start, scored early and, you know, that gave us a, give us something to hold on to and, and that, you know. Um, and like you say, I think thinking back to that 2-2 two, two at home, you know, I think it was a bit of individual errors that maybe cost us that and maybe a set piece and things like that. So, you know, if we can, Look after them uh, little aspects, and we and we uh, show the same energy and high intensity football that we play that we've shown in the last two matches. Then we should be fine, yeah. Hopefully, great stuff. Well, listen, best luck in the game, Danny, and for the rest of the season. Thanks, many for joining us on the podcast this week. Thank you. Well, I'm delighted to be joined on the podcast as well this week by the Cove Ramblers midfielder Liam Kervik. Liam, uh, it's great to have you on the show. Well, I, I say uh, a midfielder. I, I, I've been looking through Cove Rambler's records there and I think some matches they've got you at centre forward. Seems to be some disputes between websites, whether you're a left winger or a right winger. So you might clarify that for me for the, for, for the top of the interview. Yeah, of course. Like I suppose growing up, I was probably more of a winger and I still probably would classify myself as a winger. But just with the shape... Um, Shane Keegan's gone with this year I suppose the, there's wing backs which I wouldn't necessarily be so centre forward is probably where I class myself as now you know Yeah absolutely and it's been going well for you I just want to touch on the, the game most recent game a 1-1 draw against Galway United um, I think most teams in the league now would bite your hand off for a, a draw against the, the league leaders the runaway league leaders they've got such a, a big lead at the top there but I suppose when you go in front in that game you have a man sent off early in the second half I, was it a good point or you kind of regretting you didn't get the three on the night I suppose overall like going into the game if they told us you'd get you're going to get a 1-1 draw against Galway we, we would have taken it as you said but I mean coming away from the game after the sending off, sending off sorry they probably did get on top but going in especially at half time we were just thinking to give away the penalty so close to half time I had a chance as well like I probably should have scored we could have been going 2-0 up at half time you know so but overall I'd say we we, we were happy with the the result in the end yeah and like I was going to ask you as well about the the home record because it's been very impressive. That's probably your been be one of the highlights of Cove Rambler's season. You're getting good gates down at St Colman's Park there as well. Um, I think you've won six out of your your eleven home games, three or four draws then as well. So why is the home record specifically being so good? Do you think? Genuinely, I'd say probably like half of it is the fans. Genuinely, when I used to when I was growing up and listening to other footballers or whatever saying you know, the fans help. You only realise it when you're on the pitch and you hear them screaming at you. It is an extra man. I suppose that alongside with, you know, all year we've talked about kind of making it our fortress and you can't give away any any easy goals down there and, you know, just about making it our fortress as well, I suppose. 
Yeah, I can remember as well. Just wanted to touch on a, one of my previous guests on the podcast this season, Lee Stacey's playing in goal for you there. And I remember when he was in the Premier Division playing for Longford Town and you see how much he frustrates opposition teams because he's so good. And and, and I've seen him saving Longford Town in so many games. With Cove Ramblers now, we don't get to see full games. I get to see the highlights. So I'm not too sure how it's been going for him. But how important has an experienced player like Lee Stacey being in the team? Yeah, no, Lee's been massive since he came in. Um, I suppose the team overall is is probably quite young. We do have a few experienced players, but just like even having a one-on-one chat with Lee, like because he does have that experience, like I know he's a goalkeeper, but just little things that he'd be telling you or even just confidence boosters, you know, coming from a man like him, it, it does mean a lot. Um, but yeah, he's been a huge addition. Yeah. Um just on leaving Waterford because you're at Waterford going on loan then to, to Cove Ramblers. What was the, the the reasoning behind your decision to do that? Well, I suppose I, I kind of just looked at the way Waterford were going this year in terms of the players they were bringing in. and I was on loan then for the, the second half of last season down at Cove as well and I enjoyed it. And I was kind of looking at it saying, you know, chances are I might play a bit more with Cove because of the players Waterford will be bringing in and I enjoyed working under Shane Keegan last year um, and I am this year also you know so I'd say game time and just to work under Shane Keegan was part of it again you know Yeah because it's interesting I spoke to Paddy Kirk the Bohemians left back on, on this week's show as well and just speaking to him about how he came to the ranks of Bohemians, then found himself maybe not getting enough game time. Then he went away to Sligo Rovers to, to Longford Town and he feels it really has been the making of him. So do you feel that you are getting better, improving as a player just because you are getting more games, more minutes on the pitch? Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, we always say if, you know, if, you, if you're not playing, you move on kind of thing. Um, that's what Fran Rocket always says to us, the assistant manager down there at Cove. If you're not playing, you have to move on. You train to play games. If you're training nonstop and you're not getting your minutes, you become a good training player. You know, you're not you're preparing for these matches. We all started playing football to play. You know, so I think that is that's one of the the key the key reasons as well why I came down to Cove, as I said. But game time is just it's massive in terms of development as well, you know, with someone my age. Interesting. Cove Rambers had, a, I saw a couple of guests down uh, over the summer, uh, Roy Key, Jamie Carragher and yeah. Gary Neville. Did, did the squad, did you get to meet any of the lads when they were down? No, no, no. Unfortunately <laughs> not, no. I'd say it would have been a good laugh to see him, but no, unfortunately not. Yeah, well, listen, I suppose if you if you follow the path that Roy Keane took, uh, you'd be doing okay. Um, yeah, do you, that's it. Like, you're still a young man as well, um, Liam, because you're 20 years of age. Like, is football, you see, is it, that's your serious future? That's the, the career you want to pursue at the at the time being, for the time being? Yeah, like, without a doubt. Um, I mean, I suppose there will come a point where, you know, I will have to make a decision in terms of maybe other career paths. But for now, you know, um, Football still is my priority. Um, and I suppose, again, that's one of the reasons I'm down at Cove to to get my games and score goals and, you know, because it is my priority. Yeah. And just uh, curious as well, because you've got that loan deal at the moment from Waterford. Like, does that run on into the playoffs and then into next year? What's, what's the situation with that? So the loan deal is valid until the end of this year, um, but I'm not allowed to play against Waterford in any competitive game. Um, 
So yeah, that would mean if we if we face them in the playoffs or we've faced them three times already in the league and I haven't been able to play against them. So it is a bit of a bummer that I'm missing games, but I suppose it is fair in the end, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'd say it's frustrating as well because look, you've got five goals in nine league appearances. That's been really impressive. What would you attribute to your improvement in front of goal? Is it confidence? Is it stuff that Shane and Fran are telling you in, in training? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, Shane and Fran are great in the way that they boost you up and they build you up before a game. And the one thing that I'll say about Shane is that he gives, it, it's the same with every player. If you deserve a chance to start or come on, he'll give it to you. So when I got my chance, I just basically said, you know, I have to take it. Um, but just even in training, like um, just constantly focusing on little things in front of goal that you know you can bring into into match day, I think has helped me as well, you know. Ben Harps then this week, Liam. Um, it's a tough journey up to Bally Buffet and but they are a team you've done okay against. You've got to draw a, a victory and uh, I know you scored twice in the home win, the 4-1 home yeah. win. So uh, would you be hoping to do a repeat of that maybe on Friday night? I, I'd be hoping for a repeat of that, all right, yeah. But no, it is a long, it is a long spin up. Um, but we are staying up overnight um, before the game. So just to, to save us having to travel five, six hours, you know, the day of the game, we can get up, relax the night before and then wake up and um, and play the game without having to travel the five, six hours. But no, we would be hoping to, um, to go out there and do the same as last time, all right. Yeah, it's a, t- it's a like I know it's a, it's a bit of a cliche in League of Ireland football that Bally Buffet is a tough place to go, yeah. but they will make it hard for you. Do you expect a very defensive approach from Finn Harps this Friday night? To be honest, I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um, I know that they have they have brought in a lot of new signings, and a couple of them I know, one or two of them they used to be actually at Waterford when I was there um, two years ago. Um, good players. So I'm not entirely sure how their manager is going to approach the game. Will he say we're going to give him a rattle? Will we say you know we'll we'll sit back and and see how the game goes or what? But um, yeah. yeah great stuff. Well, listen, Liam, really appreciate you coming on the podcast this week. Best of luck against Harps and, and for the rest of the Thank season. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, delighted to be joined on the podcast this week by Bohemians left back Paddy Kirk. Uh, Paddy, great to have you on the show. Um, just wanted to ask you first about Europe. It's I suppose it's just started this week for the other four clubs in the league. Um, as a player playing in a non-European side this season, it must be a bit tough, is it, watching those teams going on their adventures? Yeah, it is. Um, it's tough to watch, but it's also you know it's motivating and it's it's what you it's what you want to be playing in. And um, I think obviously that's kind of a goal of at the club is to get back to European football. So. Uh, yeah, it is tough seeing the lads play. Obviously, you have a couple of mates playing on other teams that, that you're that you're keeping an eye out for. But uh, yeah, it's where you want to be, you know, as a as a footballer. So um, it's that little bit of motivation to qualify and be playing them in the next couple of years. And you had a very good experience in Europe last season with Sligo Rovers, of course. Uh, you got through three rounds, played in three rounds, and a match against Motherwell as well. What was that experience like? Yeah, that was brilliant. It was my first, you know, real taste of of European football. I was involved in the um, previously with Bowes um, against Fervara, but I didn't actually play. So to to be able to, you know, feature in those games was was an unbelievable experience. You know, those those European games are, you know, they're different. You know, the, even the we went to Viking then, and uh, 
it's just it's a step up from from the league so it's it's great to be kind of mixing with that yeah absolutely and i suppose even as a you you know you're still early 20s or so and yeah that experience and helping you deal with the match experience of european night but also then as you say the step up level i suppose it's the kind of the pace that the game is played at the lesser room for making mistakes that kind of thing yeah definitely and uh it kind of like I say, it gives you that little bit of motivation to, you know, to want to push on, you know, once you're mixing with that and, and seeing the levels. Um, like I said, it's the little details that you kinda get punished for or that you need to do on your end if you wanna if you wanna win a game. So yeah, it was a brilliant overall experience and it definitely helps you then going back to the league league campaign. Um you see the level required to, you know, be competing um in Europe. So it definitely pushes you at a domestic level as well. Can't forget as well, Paddy. There was some other European football you played with Bohemians, the uh, yeah. tu- the Tullock's, uh Caramel Wafer Challenge Cup. Can't forget that, of <laughs> <Yeah>. course. <laughs> Iron Brew as well. Like there's a <laughs> yeah, there's a few. I was only actually looking at um, the transfer market the other day. The you know your own stats, and you're looking at some of the cups and thinking, oh, I don't even remember playing it. <laughs> there's some mad ones. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Interesting you mentioned stats, Paddy, right? Because I have to I have to bring this up, I'm afraid. You're going through a bit of a goal drought. I was checking your last two goals that you scored this season. There was four matches from the start of the season to your first goal. Another four matches, then you got your second. Eight matches now without a goal. What's going on, Paddy? I know. And I was probably about three years waiting for my first one. So uh, <laughs> that was a bit of a shock to get two in a few games. But yeah, it's definitely something that I've kind of been looking at myself that I can probably, you know, improve on in my game is kind of goal contributions. Um, you know, as a defender, it's not something that initially you look at, but I think as a modern day fullback, it's it's definitely somewhere that I can I can probably improve on and I'm looking to improve on. Yeah, because I have noticed you in a couple of games and, you know, you do have that ability to either attack down that left-hand side, but you can also come in off the wing as well to try and find that space to shoot. So is that something you worked on while you're at Longford Town while you're at Sligo Rovers do you think you've improved on that since you were at Bohemians in your first spell yeah definitely I think I've kind of become a different not a different player but I've definitely brought things into my game from you know and that's obviously from playing every week be at Longford Sligo you know um, by playing every week and you know coming back in the next week you can really improve on things and and I think that kind of came with confidence from maybe I was at the start of my spell at balls, I was a little bit, you know, apprehensive, you know, cautious on the ball. So I think going away, playing games really helped me develop um, different parts of my game that, you know, before maybe I wouldn't have tried. So uh, I think, yeah, I've come back to balls a little bit more of a, a well-rounded footballer and, you know, um, a little bit more confidence in my own game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, how hard was it? Because you came to the the Bowes Academy as well and broke into the senior team. How hard was it then to, I suppose, just accept that you had to leave the club to go away and get regular football and even, you know, going to Longford Town, um, Sligo Rovers, of course, coming back to the Premier Division. But it must have been a bit of a wrench as well, leaving a club that you liked so much. Yeah, it was It was a really difficult decision at the time. I remember it. Um, you know, it was kind of coming, it was the end of that COVID season and I hadn't really featured an awful lot. And I knew that obviously Bowles is kind of a special club for me in terms of my family and friends and, you know, the affiliation I have with the club. But it was, it got to a stage where I knew from my own development that I needed to go and play. Um, and I was lucky enough that I was still Premier Division games at Longford and, and Sligo. So uh, 
that was really, really important for my development. But I remember as soon as I left, you know, you kind of take it for granted when you're at a club like Bowes, what it's like, you know, the fans, what it means. And then when you when you go away, you see it from the outside, it makes you kind of want that more. So and um, not that it was like a goal of mine to go straight back, but I knew long term in my head, I didn't know what kind of timeline that was, but I knew that it was a club that I wanted to get back to and play regular football at. Yeah, because I remember as well even commentating on a couple of games and I remember seeing you playing against Bohemians and I suppose that even gives you a, a certain lesson in professionalism in football because you may have to end up playing against former teammates um, or against the club that you love as well. That was also a good learning curve, I'm sure. Yeah, it was It was interesting coming and being on the other side of it. Like A lot of my uh, friends would be going to the games and stuff and you see them giving you a bit of stick, so uh, and the people who would have been supporting you before. But in fairness, I always got a good, I got a good um, reception. If it was back in Daily Mount or from the away fans, you know, in Sligo, there's no hiding from the away fans over that side, no. particularly playing, uh, playing on the left side. So, um, yeah, it was weird to, to kind of be on the other side of that, but I never got it too bad. Definitely got it better than a few lads who have who have moved on. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, when you were asked to go back to the club then at the end of last year, like that must have been a, a quite a, a happy moment for you as well. But you're also coming in under a different uh, manager as well. So was there a bit of thinking over that decision or were you kind of kind of snapping Declan's hand off? Or even, I'm not sure if Pat Fenlon might have been involved. Um, a little bit of both, to be honest. I knew, like I said, yeah, I knew I wanted to, to get back to the club. So it was definitely exciting when, you know, that contact was made. But, I knew I had to make a decision, you know, that was right for my football and, and I wasn't going to just jump at the opportunity if I knew if it wasn't going to be right for me. So I met Declan first and, you know, he spoke to him about his plans and I'm not sure if you've, if you've, you've had Declan on, but from chatting to him, like you, you feel his energy and, and his passion for what he wants to do. So I think after that chat, I think it was just, it was a half an hour chat and I was like, you know, he, he wants to bring the club in the right place. So, uh, I knew then that it was it was the perfect time to, to come back and, and try and push with balls. Yeah, and look, you haven't had it all your own way this season, I suppose. There is a bit of competition with your place. You know Jordan Flores can slot in there as well, so I suppose that keeps you on your toes. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, there was a period there where I found myself out of the team and I think it probably was the right time for me to, to be taken out of the team. I wasn't playing my best football and, you know, coming back, I probably got in my own head a little bit about coming back to Bowes because, you know, it's 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 a special club for, for me and my family and stuff like that. So I'd, I'd built it up an awful lot and that probably affected my football a little bit. So, uh, you know, for Jordan to come in and, and you realise then the quality Jordan has at left back as well, it, it makes you kind of think, right, really need to get the head down here and, and, you know, get back into the team and get back playing the football that I can and the football that I showed at Sligo. So, uh yeah, that competition replaces it's it's all around the group and and it's it's only a positive thing whether it be a left back or midfield anywhere else. Um, it's definitely a positive thing within the group for to push us on. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I have to ask you as well, Paddy. Have you been uh, boning up on your Polish at all this week? Uh, Polish, I'm, yeah. I'm just looking. There's, there's two Polish centre halves and a Polish right back, so you might need to get a bit of the lingo. <laughs> get on the Duolingo I actually asked the lads to do me up a list of just like keywords that I might be able to use in the game but uh, 
No, I'm going to try. They're here to improve their English and, and integrate into the group. So it's a strictly English back four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just you, you made an interesting point there about, you know, not knowing you're being aware yourself of, of not being playing well. Um, I'm just interested from a player's point of view and, and not just with Bohemians. I'm sure players get this all around the country at the different clubs. But when you're making mistakes in games or things aren't going well for you, and I'm sure you hear the groans from the supporters, that kind of thing. How how do you deal with that mentally? Um, it is tough because, like you said, criticism is is a big part of the game. I mean, on, on both sides of it, when it's going well, you know, it's easy to, you know, lap that up and, and take that, all the positive stuff. But I think on the flip side of things, um, it affects some people more than others. But um, I think it, it's just part and parcel of it. And I think it's it's about managing kind of not being too high or being too low um, at different stages of the season, you know, they're going to have ups and downs. So it's just about managing that and, you know, knowing that eventually it will come good if if you are going through a tricky patch. And the flip side of that, when you're playing well, it's about, you know, staying on top of that, that you're not getting carried away, that, you know, it can go the, the other way um, very easily. So, yeah, I think it's just about kind of keeping a happy medium between the two and, and not being too emotional either ends of it. I'm sure that's something Johnny Afalabi had to do over the last number of weeks, but look at him now. He's got three goals in three games. That must give the whole squad a huge lift after the way he's been playing. Absolutely, yeah. Like everyone at the clubs, you know, delighted for Johnny. You see what he does. If you're if you're maybe from the outside, if you're not watching him every week, you, it could be you thinking, oh, as a striker, you need more. But Johnny's been unbelievable for us in terms of his what he brings. There's you know, very few strikers who have the qualities he's had. So, for Johnny to now add goals is has been brilliant for him, but you know, Declan always reassured Johnny that in the dressing room, you know, that he brings a lot more than than just goals, and we're not relying on him for goals. Um, so, but yeah, for Johnny to now add goals, it's 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 massive um, for him and for the group. Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask you as well quickly about Derek Pender, um, a man who is so well affiliated with the club and a, a big le- club legend, really, um, captain for so long. And uh, he's now involved in the coaching setup. Um, what's he like as a coach? I know he does pre matches and stuff like he'll definitely look after the defenders and warm you up and that kind of thing. But uh, I know he's a man who certainly wouldn't accept any drops in standards. But um, have you enjoyed working under him as well? Yeah, that's just brilliant. Um, like you said, he's, you know, he'd be the first to say it. He gives me more stick than others, and he, and he'll admit that. But uh, yeah, he'd be the first, you know, say it to you if if things aren't going well. Or but then on the flip side of that as well, you know, he's brilliant for if if he sees something one on one that you've done well or or something that you might improve on, he can he can pull you and go through things like that with video and stuff like that. So Derek's an unbelievable influence around the place for. In terms of getting that identity at Bowles and, and what Bowles is about, you know, there's no better person than than Detta to have there. You know, um, Declan would always kind of refer to to Detta when you know when he when he talks about the club and, and what it means and and you know the identity of the club. Like I said, so yeah, to have him in there for lads, you know, especially lads who kind of might come from Scotland, England, uh, Poland, for example, Detta is brilliant in terms of getting the message of what the club is about, how you should train, how you should play, how you can conduct yourself. So, uh, yeah, around the place, he's he's invaluable to balls. Absolutely. Um, just looking at the game then ahead this week, it's Shelburne 
away from home and you've got them back to back as well not forgetting that you, you played them in the, the Leinster Senior Cup semi-finals well the club did anyway I know it was most of the underage players but um, there's a seems to be a real bit of needle between these two clubs over the last while and it's a team as well that Bows have found it hard to try to get positive results especially this season so far they're, are you expecting another tight game this weekend? I think they're always tight games um, you know defensively shells are set up really really well Um so, you know, we've been working all week on on how we can break them down and stuff like that. So they're great occasions. Um, like like I said, the more games, Dublin Derbies, they're great for the fans. They're the games you kind of want to be playing in. So, uh, you know, we'll approach it the same as, as other games. We'll do our homework and we'll, we'll prepare right for the game. But, yeah, they're, they're really good games. And, and the more big games, more big crowds um, in the league, the better from the outside and for, for the players. Yeah, absolutely. And with, with that rivalry with Shelburne, like, is there, I suppose, like that that extra effort to try and keep the maintain the discipline, maintaining cool heads as well? Because I know, like, Bose had a pretty good performance in the last game at Talca Park. Dylan Connolly gets sent off, then it's going to be hard to get a point or even three out of that game. So, is that one of the kind of key factors going into this game? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, managing managing emotions like any game is is important. Uh, you know. Yeah, you keep eleven men on the pitch. Obviously, that plays a huge role. But uh, no, I think we're we're looking forward to it. Um, not getting carried away in terms of like a Dublin derby. You know, we approach it like like any other game. Um, but I think yeah, it's it's a great opportunity. The next couple of weeks are are going to be really big. And and like I said, going back to that, they're um they're great occasions. So they're ones that we're we're looking to relish. Then just to ask you, I, I got to ask you about these two guys because they're lads you would have been with in the dressing room in the past with Bohemians. Um, talk of Danny Grant and Dan Casey maybe coming back and signing for the club. Look, I know you, you you'll have no info on whether they are or not, but they will be definitely two good acquisitions. Do you think if or if they were to decide to come back to Daly Mount Park? Yeah, two great players and 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 good lads that I I got on well with um in my last spell. So. I think wherever they go, you know they'll they'll make an impact. But obviously, I'd uh, being biased, would love them at the club. But uh, I think they they'd be good additions in terms of you know characters as well, because you know they've been here before, they know what it's about, and um, have a lot of league experience. But uh, yeah, you, wherever they go, you know they're they're top top players, and they'll they'll make good impacts. Just to ask you finally then as well, because I, I remember doing a bit of research on you when you were coming to play daily with Longford Town. And uh, I saw Paddy Kirk was uh, interested in the, in the fashion business. Um, <laughs> bit of a fashionista, like your clubber. Uh, do you think you might be able to outgun Paul Galvin when it comes to uh, designing clothes, maybe getting them on the rails? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He's a bit of a bigger um, he's a bigger name than I have. But uh, actually, I've met with Paul a couple of times Um just to chat through, you know, kind of the similar interests and stuff like that because I think it's kind of getting more, it used to be so separate that it's kind of becoming more, like, you know, like from going to the games and stuff, uh, menswear is it's a big part of, you know, your Friday night. So I think that kind of boundary is kind of eroding a little bit between players and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, Paul, Paul's a great uh, a role model for what he does, for how he played and, and for having, you know, a, a good personality outside of the sport. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, outside of the sport I think is important so uh, yeah that's just something that I've always kind of had an interest in outside of the football Well and can I ask you how did that meeting come about did you go look for him or what happened there um, It was more through his kind of range um, so obviously I had the, the kind of separate um, 
fashion side of things and the interest that I had in it. Um, and we kind of met through that. Um, so we kind I of should explain. Sorry, sorry, Paddy. Should explain. It's a, it, you run an Instagram page, isn't it? That's sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a lot. A lot of stuff I do outside of football is kind of like content creation, uh, photography, and stuff like that. Mainly focused on menswear. So it's mm. it's an Instagram page that I've set up to kind of a platform to share that stuff. Um, and that's kind of where the the connection was made through that. Um, and we kind of just met up, had a chat around his line and stuff like that. His new line of add-ons and yeah, really nice fella. Yeah, interesting. Would you be interested in Gaelic football in yourself or? Yeah, of a couple of mates um, playing with Dublin. Um, a good mates of Brian Howard went to school. With Brian, uh, so he's always re- heads always wrecked when I'm nagging him for tickets when it's about the quarter <laughs> semis. He said he gives out me for not showing up to the league games, but uh, <laughs> I go to Crow and I bother. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, it's been brilliant talking to you, Paddy Kirk, uh, and I hope the obviously Friday night goes well for you and the rest of the season as well. Thanks a million for joining us on the podcast this week. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball.